Welcome to Talking Benjamins with your host, Benjamin. Okay. Here it goes. Okay. But you promise you will be quiet? I, I promise I'll be quiet. I promise. Okay. Here it goes. A, B, B, D, D, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, of this podcast is to entertain and inform, not to make any recommendations for you personally. So even if you think something you hear on this podcast is a good idea for you, don't do it. Consult a licensed professional that can work with you personally. Hey, welcome to Talking Benjamins. I'm here not alone today. I'm with a lovely young man named, uh, this when you say your name. My name, I, you said lovely young man, and I'm thinking, I feel, I've got two kids. I don't know if I qualify as young anymore, so I'm 34, Ben. I know, Not but young. when I met you, you were like 15. I'm middle-aged. And in my mind, you'll always be the 15-year-old. <laughs> Breaking it down on the dance floor. Our eyes met. <laughs> we realized we were together. We're Instant wingman, forever. is that? <laughs> Instant forever wingman. That's I'm right. Maverick, let's get started. What's so, the name of someone who's like a soulmate, but just to be your wingman, not your life partner? <laughs> That's what it is, dude. That's what you are. <laughs> oh man! I'll hey, so curious. obviously, obviously, we 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 go back a ways. Um, but we both of us, I was I was thinking, man, we have to do this because I, I read this article, and um, at the same time, um, we both had these life-altering events in the past month. Um, yours with more hair than mine, mine, uh, biasly slightly cuter than yours. Um, potentially stronger chin. It's my wife's fault. She's got a, she's got a great chin. What can I say? Rock solid. Rock solid. Um, but anyway, yes, we had babies, right? Well, we, okay. That's, it makes it sound like we did something difficult. Um, I I know my wife's so amazing, dude. I'm telling you. And so, and so obviously when you have a kid, like, uh, you know, and I don't care, I don't care religious, not non-religious, whatever. When, when you meet a a fresh baby that takes his first couple of breaths, it is the most incredible experience that, uh, you'll have. And then, especially when you realize that, holy smokes, this is like my kid. Um, and then you just saw what your wife went through and your wife carried this baby and it's, it's incredible. But, um, had an awesome experience of uh, welcoming a daughter into our home just a few days ago. And um, Eliza June, Miss Eliza June, welcome to the world. She's so welcome awesome. Alive. And uh, no, she's she's great. Everybody loves her. All the other kids are just totally in love. And um, it's good stuff. She's treating us well so far. But uh, you had yourself a baby girl too, right? We had it. We are also adding to... Uh to the strong independent women of uh, Nevada with one of our own. We're the proud new parents of one Joelle Lee Lofton. And uh, her hair is long enough to braid as of today. Cause it is, I mean, after all, she is six weeks old today. So six why wait? Weeks. I know, I mean, come on, grow some hair Why already. wait? 
let's get this thing going. So she, um, I am in the delivery room and my, I only had basically two jobs this time. It's only my second time. So you're an old pro, right? Like I'm still figuring this thing out. <laughs> We've gotten, we get there and my wife says, Hey, last time we did this, we were in a small room. So this being like three years ago, right? <laughs> three and a half years ago, we were in a really small room. Can you do anything for us about that? And the lady running the nurse's station, she wasn't actually a nurse, but the little unit clerk goes, we don't have any rooms. And like my wife who doesn't normally swear was getting ready to. <laughs> and so the, the lady pops up from the other table. The nurse actually goes, no, no, no. She means we don't have any big rooms. We don't have any big rooms. We have rooms. You're going to be not having your kid in the hallway. Like that's, we have rooms. We have a really big hallway though. And that's, that's right. So of course the room that we get, uh, it took me a while to figure out that the clunking and banging noise was the pneumatic tube system for like shooting drugs around the hospital in the old school. Shut up, hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. So I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like, cause I was just in the bank today, you know, and I'm sitting there and they're yeah. talking to the teller and I'm like, Hey, my password, whatever, how much is in there? <laughs> right. And I'm like, and like and i'm like i'm watching him go i'm distracted like i'm having a hard time talking to her because yeah. i'm watching the tubes behind her like stoom, yeah stoom. yeah and then like, <laughs> so you, the, so you, you're like in the tube system room we're backed up to the wall we're like the main frame the, the the super highway of pneumatic tubes is in the wall behind our room so my wife's like laboring they've given her some of the good stuff stoom. like stoom, things stoom. are progressing like she drifts into sleep things are getting better dude i didn't even know that was a thing yeah it's still a thing that makes sense though because then you can have like your drug hub and then you can just be like all over the hospital that's right drugs are money they're good for moving drugs and money oh dude but that reminds me of that movie um with channing tatum and kylo ren from star wars did you did you see it the the nascar (laughs) one okay And, and, and James Bond and these guys don't play their normal characters which really throws me off a little bit um, but I, some druggie could totally hack into that system and be like just catching all the drugs right? oh I see where you're going with that I um, like it it's a great, I, that's a great business model <laughs> <laughs> zero cost on their product <laughs> okay so oh speaking of cost yeah don't get us down the rabbit hole, Jeffrey. It was a great day. And uh, Dr. Chotner, who retired like three years ago, uh, walks in and he says, hey, your regular doctor is, uh, she's she's not here yet, but why don't we get this thing going? And uh, I've got a poker game at 530, so why don't we have a baby before then? Let's try and get this done before I start drinking. <laughs> he's he's great man he's old school like do you say that like so you have a doctor retired three years ago i I, my wife has a doctor that should have retired three years ago okay well six and one half a dozen together for 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 my doctor can you remove his name so we don't get anybody in trouble he's kind of like gloves optional sort of an OBGYN, (laughs) you know sort of like that so he made sure that i had gloves which i appreciate but um oh man yeah so i suited up man i suited up I got my own set of my own set of gloves and Shotner coached me through for the second time. Shut up, dude. You delivered a kid. Full on. 
the entire process uh, no. with that. There we go. We're going to talk about money and what it what it costs to raise kids and what it costs to have kids. It sounds to me like if you have another kid, you can just do this on your own. You've done it twice. We're going to be right? cutting a lot of costs next go round. Yeah, <laughs> piece no. of cake, right? I'm I'm going to be disputing a bill or two this go round. My it's actual like, look, look. It says you it says sixteen hundred dollars for your cost, but look at you. I've done this before. That's right. I've got the it's picture. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's wait cool. a second. No, I'm still paying you. And I did it. Okay. That's fantastic. Yep. No, my actual OB got there in time for everything, like when it actually was going down. And she was like, would you like me to take some photos? So I'm thinking probably like the most expensive photo shoot I'll ever have in my life. <laughs> it's like your wedding was cheaper than this, man. Much. So dude, congratulations, so yeah, was, uh, though. Congratulations. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And yeah, so much hair, dude. I'm telling you, your girl's like, both the, your other kid came out with like a dome of fluff yeah, as well he came out with a side part which you know, <laughs> like it came out just right official. <laughs> i'm ready to come yeah <laughs> fixing nice, his eyebrows dude. um very nice so yes yeah, joelle is wonderful she's a happy girl she's great at eating and the opposite of eating and sleeping and she does those things on repeat like a jukebox like you never know which one you're gonna get but you're getting all of them and you're getting them several times an hour Nice man. <laughs> Good stuff, dude. Awesome. So awesome. Hey, so I so there was a, a study that uh, I want to break down a little bit that was done a few years ago uh, by the Department of Agriculture because why not spend government money to do this, right? Uh, but it was basically, uh, you know, what does it cost to raise a child? We're not even talking about college. We'll get into that a little bit, but. Um, you know, they broke out this, this, uh, you know, everything that it's going to cost from day one. And this was in 2015. So add three years, right? Of inflation into that, right? But uh, $233,610 is what it costs to raise a child. Now, the good news for me and a little bit of good news for you is that there is economies of scale. So when they, when they, when they, you know, when they, when they evaluate gas money and things like that, um, yeah. you know, they, they can reduce that a little bit because you're taking all the children to school, not all the children to school one at a time. Right. Yeah, there, I mean, there's certain segments of American society that would consider what you're doing, Ben, as an industrialized scale of child rearing. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some, I mean, you talk about taking advantage of economies of scale. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway um which brings us into the tax savings portion of our you know buying large vans and <laughs> utilizing them for business purposes as well be trucks so, no so I, we got no so i i do I, i've got six kids now wow i think that's the first time i've said that out loud um because I've, I've just been like yeah i got five kids yeah 11 nine, six, seven five three kids. one but yeah so i've got uh yeah, I've, I've had six kids, man. And, but, but so but we realized the minivan would be really tight. And so la at the end of last year, um, we bought a, um, this is future planning, right? But we bought a, um, a Transit 350 Ford. Ba Excellent. It's like the uh, Geek Squad Best Buy medium roof vans. Yeah. 
Um, no bells or whistles, man. This is purely a people mover situation. We did get the one with right. windows though, so that's that's a bonus. Yeah. Painted uh, floor so you can hose it down. Dude, you say that it is it is bedliner. Our floors are bedliners. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, but uh, but anyway, so but we it did also utilize it. Uh, it does carry a lot of things. Um, and um, at the end of last year, we, we loaded it up and took some stuff out to a property that I'm an owner in out in Mississippi and it's a business out there while I was there as well. Um, and 95% of the miles for 2017 on that vehicle, which weighed more than 6,000 pounds. Um, and so half the cost of the vehicle counted as a deduction on my business taxes. Get it boy. So we did, you know, I did not use it for 95% of business this year. However, that's not the rule. Right. So, um, I'm not a CPA. That's Raleigh Bales Jr. Bells and Bates. If you would like to contact the CPA, I consider to be legal advice. But anyway, so, so Bo, save money on tax. There was, there, there's that one, but, um, but let's, let's get into that. Cause the $233,000, I mean, so that, that means that, um, uh, I don't know if I'm going to make enough money. Actually, I might, I may make just enough money to pay for all my children throughout their lifetimes. Maybe, maybe. Um, but, uh, and this is using, this is using through age 17, right? Yeah. 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 So this isn't, so. this is like them not going to college. So college, this doesn't account college for is out of the question. You, you cost $233,000 already. College is already out of the question, you know, but I'm calling like big BS on, on this deal. Right. Cause, um, every five weeks or so, I sit my kids down and I fade them up nice. You know, and this thing's like $12 a haircut once a month on the study, right? And I'm like, no, that's not happening. $0 a month on haircuts, except for dad. And I don't really have that much hair. <laughs> See, that's, that's, it's funny that you say that you immediately were doing the naysayer thing because I found myself in exactly the same position. And maybe it's denial. I don't know. As we, as we, wrap through all this maybe it's uh maybe it's me not wanting to believe it but i refuse to think um, i'm spending that much money <laughs> I, I found myself wanting to poke holes in it for sure so um so i mean so what what's the, what's the big idea i i guess how do you want to go about this is 233,000 you know which i believe was uh just down no i'm sorry they're saying it's it's up uh, potentially 260. So you kind of got this range, right? Just the essentials and basics uh, all the way up to, if you actually want to take your kids on vacations, et cetera, people yes, arguing if on. If you're middle, if you're a middle class or upper middle class, it's, it's more like $300,000 apparently. Yeah. Is it more expensive to raise the child because you have a better income situation? Like that doesn't, that's something else I kind of take issue with. I'm like, just saying it would, I look, and especially as kids get older, right? And I've got a sixth grader now, right? And so there's, because um, I think people have a natural tendency with the whole keeping up with the Joneses, right? So who 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 are my who are my peers and where I feel like I need to fit from a socioeconomic standpoint? Um, I think sometimes there's pressures there, obviously, and everybody doesn't make the same amount of money, and so that can cause issues if you're trying to uh, be in a place in which you financially, in which you shouldn't be. Um, you know, you're not living within your means, but on top of that. Um, you have pressures in which you feel as a parent to, oh, well, I don't want my kid to feel like this. Where in reality, 
it, it might be okay if they feel like that. But you, but you know, there, there's some keeping up with the Joneses as far as what your kids get provided with beyond just like keeping up with the Joneses as far as what you want to be provided with. Um, sure. So I mean, I think that's totally apparent. But let's break down the costs of of um, and what um, what things you do in your own household, especially when it comes to to kid costs. Um, you know, from from the get go, from the beginning. Um, you know, even from day one costs and insurance planning and, and things like that. Um, was there anything you did on uh, for this baby here that, that helped help with cost? Yeah, we um, demanded a I discount from the doctor because you delivered I, the baby. I delivered it myself, so we're still jury's still out on how the insurance is going to view that. Uh, we um, we just you know the first couple of. Uh, well, baby visits, you know, first the, the checkups, I was going to say the week count. I think it's a two week checkup that we do. There's like a one week check. There's been several checkups. And uh, so, yeah, we just didn't pay for those. We just told them uh, we were still working on getting around the insurance. So I'm assuming they're going to wrap those bills back in for insurance, but maybe we'll fly under the radar on one or two of those. That might be a savings. Um, the savings, the savings is avoiding bills, but you, but you say that. So here, here's an experience I had with my second daughter because the first daughter, um, you know, so bills come in. It's like, okay, I pay my bills because I'm an adult now. I had a child. Um, and so that's a thing you do is pay bills. Now with Maddie, the bills started rolling in. I think there was one and it was, it was a hefty little one. It was, it was, uh, yeah, 600, 800 bucks, something like that. Um, you know, something that was not at the time, it's like, oh, I can just stroke a check for this, right? Um, but, but anyway, it got lost in the shuffle. I put it somewhere, whatever. And the bill came again next time, you know, the next month, where it's like, hey, buddy, you didn't pay your bill. It was $172 cheaper. And I was like, what? How did my bill go down? So if I just wait, I'm going to wait again and see what happens. <laughs> and so I waited the next month. And, dude, I'm telling you, it went down 50 bucks. And I'm like, what is going on? But what was going on, and to this day, and I promise you with this child, okay, I'm not going to pay a bill for at least three or four months because the insurance is washing out. So we have our deductible, and, and I know exactly what that is. I know what I've already paid to the doctor. Now, the one that gets his is the is the OB, right? Because it's like, Out of pocket oh, mix, yeah, right? by, by the... Uh, you know, we got to get your, you know, we see your insurance. Here's the cost. We need, we need, like yeah, we need, we need $1,800 before your wife's five months pregnant. Right. So feel free to bring $250 every single time that you come in for a checkup. Right. So he got his on the front end, um, out of my pocket, smart man. Um, but the hospital, <laughs> I mean the hospital, the anesthesiologist, the, the people that do labs there, um, you name it. There's, there's so many different groups, right? And they are not communicating with each other. Um, you know, and so they're shooting stuff left and right to the insurance company and everything is not getting tallied up yet. And so from the other kids that I've had and other major medical expenses, I let those ride and no, they're not calling the credit company. My credit has never been hit for a late payment. I let those ride yeah. for three or four months and those pro those amounts alter. Cause another thing that has never happened to me is me pay medical bills and they've sent me money back saying, Oh, my bad. You overpaid. <laughs> that has never happened. That's less, less right? frequent for sure. But I let those all play out and then I can sit down and I can look at them and I know what I've paid before to the OB who got his, um, and then 
I can look at everybody else's and okay, does this all tally up to my deductible? If so, cool, right? If not, somebody's got to explain something to me, right? Yeah. So being being uh, scrutinizing of those bills, like that's a that's a great tip. It's a good way to start. You know, it shows it shows on here forty thousand two hundred and fourteen dollars to healthcare, mm. and. Well, I'm six grand out the gate. So I'll tell my kids she only has $34,000 left. Yeah. I send her around with a declining balance. (laughs) My dad read an article and I've hit my quota. So, you know, the rest of it's free, right? Yeah. Maybe we can sell onesies that just say out of pocket max, (laughs) like deductible. (laughs) Right on the onesie. Oh man! Then you, got, then you got petri dish swim team champion babies like mine, where it's like, yeah, good luck getting, good luck seeing these, these uh, baby blues for less than less than what thirty grand. <laughs> oh if, man! If you want to see a baby with that much hair? Your actual your gene pool that's going to cost extra. <laughs> no, I made so- a, I made a onesie for my for my sweet little test tube baby. It says my first gold star was from an embryologist. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mama hasn't let me put it on her yet, but I'm, I'm gonna get it. Oh, she's gonna wear it. Oh man. Hey, but uh, so as far as other from a cost saving standpoint in your household, when it comes to your yeah. kids, right? If you're saying you're not gonna do two thirty three, what else are you saving money in? Yeah. Well, we're. Uh, I think that we're doing a good job of uh, taking care of our expenses at home. So I think some of these, some of these costs to me seem to be opportunity costs in this study, right? Like the cost of not renting out your room because now you have to let your freeloader toddler live in it. Right? Like, like I'm not sure about that as a cost. So, so likewise, mom, uh, mom being here with the babies, like, uh, we've got, we've got friends, family members that, that spend a lot of earned dollars on childcare and we're we're not really on that program we're on a program where as a couple early on we kind of took this this attitude and this plan where part of our family rearing was going to be Janessa wanted to be with the kids and so um i mean that's for us that's a savings right we see that as a as a way to not only uh and again, my mind slips really quickly from financial costs into, into the things that quote unquote matter more, you know, than just, than just them dollar bills. But we see that having mom in the home as a, uh, as a benefit, you know, we see, we see Jonah now entering, he's three years old. We're sending him to two day, two days a week, half day down at uh, St. John's, you know, good little spot. Uh, principal's a real overachiever. Teachers are awesome. And, and Jonah's, you know, he's doing really, really well in his class uh, relative to his peers. And so, I mean, I see that as its own kind of uh, benefit, you know, you sure it's not just your genes savings. I don't know. I think, I think there's, I think he's good looking. I I've given that. I think uh, I definitely think that he, he's, kinder than I am. And that's gotta be mama, you know? So <laughs> just wait till he's 13 and you tell me that. 
Hey, you heard you heard my little angel prince singing you singing your church songs. I did, your man. He's got. I saw tears. you shedding a tear. I was, yeah. Microphone away from him. A little oh, bit of a hand. Man. It was legit. It was it was awesome, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> no, he, he's the man. Trademark that stuff. I'm royalties, baby. <laughs> I can think of like really 18 people that could sue me before I got royalties on something like that. <laughs> oh man. No. So on top of that, cause that's one of the big listed things in the study was, was the, um, uh, childcare costs. Right. And that's, and especially if you're inclined in a manner in which to have many children, right. Um, you know what they put $35,000 childcare costs. And for a lot of the people that I work with, a lot of my clients, um, that is a very low number, right? Um, especially when you start taking into account private schooling and things like that that are not even included on the study. Um, you know, but 35,000 times six, that's making some money right there, man. So obviously there's, uh, there's a lot of cost savings that goes into that. Shout out to my, uh, my friends as well that are stay-at-home dads that uh, they save their families money in that regard. Um, and, uh, you know, and fulfill those roles as well. So that's, you know, pretty hardcore. But uh, I can hear your baby. I'm hungry. That's the jukebox. That's right, man. You say that now, I'm just going to call her jukebox from now on. I've heard this song. <laughs> I heard this song from about 1.30 a.m. to about 4.30 a.m. last night. <laughs> How are you doing with a new baby? I mean... Round six here, so yeah. you're like in a I'm Rocky I'm so terrible. I'm, you know, and I tell people this, and I, I used to have shame, but I'm not ashamed anymore. I think it's, you know, I think everybody kind of does their thing and figures it out. And of course, when I say that out loud, I should feel shame because doing my thing and figuring it out is my wife taking care of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. But um, no, you talk about cost savings. So another thing that's built in this and the childcare costs and food costs, dude, formula for babies is criminal. It's like 25 bucks a can. And your kid drinks a can like in half a week. They sell it by the kilo. I know, right? But that's where you talk about cost savings. You know, my, my wife, she, she appreciates and she nurses babies. Hey, and you talk about, uh, something that's gone, you know, come into vogue in the hospitals um, is, you know, nurse shaming or or non-nurse shaming, dude. They are like, I'm like looking for a binky for my kid because we want to get her binkied up. And they're like, um, <laughs> we we really want the baby to nurse and get used to that. And I'm like, mm, yeah. my kid's well, no, got it did. down. I promise we're OK. Give me a binky. Um, <laughs> they're like they're like hardcore, like we want you to nurse. Yeah. It's good for the yeah, baby. They, they, okay, it's good for they, the baby. All the right. The kid's going to forget. Hey. I mean, the kid's not going to forget that she's hungry. That's right. Hey, Show but from a, from a money standpoint, though, from a money standpoint, I mean, that's, I guarantee that's thousands of dollars worth of formula there. Um, that's that a good is, point. That is free I flowing mean, there. But, but um, you got to realize, like, because Janessa uh, not nursing is like two pieces of pizza, right? Yeah. But then. She wants three pieces if she's nursing. So don't just pretend you can just go through there with a magic eraser. And be like, oh, I can just erase that formula cost. You got to pay for the pizza, brother. All right, I can handle that, man. Going, going from 25 to five, right? So that's, that's all right. That's all right. All right, all right. Cut it down a little bit. Oh, man. 
No, but it's it's good stuff. No, I refuse. I give my kids haircuts, and, and not that like we have to be misers with everything, but you talk about opportunity costs as well. Um, you know, I rather, you know, I rather give my kids a haircut and take them to the Houston Air Show, right? Which we did the other day, and which is baller, right? And so every everything. Um, you know, when we talk about opportunity costs, basically, if you spend money on this, is it, is it, you know, what cost of opportunity, you know, exactly what it sounds like opportunity cost, right? Um, if you're embarking upon this adventure of parenting and having children, yeah, there's, there's a cost to that. Um, and newsflash as well, uh, there's also a cost. I, I am a financial planner for a living. There is a cost to, um, not having children as well. Um, again, everybody's personal decision, but um, you know, there's you know, end of Why don't life. Let's go into that a little bit, man. I'm I'm curious about that. Are you? Because I think I might know what you're saying. No, so, you're talking about all right, look, at the other end of life. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying I'm gonna totally freeload off my kids, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, when I'm in advanced years, um, and this is you know, and this is you know, totally natural, right? But when you're you're of advanced age, there's, um, you know, my my sweet grandmother. She is widowed two husbands, and she is 96 years old. And I honestly believe one of the reasons that she has lived this long, okay, because after my grandfather, the man that I knew as my grandfather since I was a baby, um, Grandpa Dix, um, he passed away when I was 16, right? And she lived by herself for a year or two and realized, well, this is lame. And then she moved in with my uncle Jim. Right. Well, my aunt Pam has some medical issues. She's got lupus and, and, and whatnot. So she's got some medical issues. And so my grandma, she's she's doing the laundry and she's making breakfast and she's she's doing a handful of things around the house. So she's living with them and it's keeping her young. Right. And so she's got people around her and it keeps her young. It keeps her fresh. Um, and on top of that, she's not paying rent. You know, yeah. and maybe she could, right? But, but she's, you know, but they appreciate their, their her there because she's helping and, um, and they love her. She's an awesome mom, right? She's an incredible grandmother. Um, and likewise, they got a yappy dog, and uh, I, you know, I could put a dog down with my bare hands if it was this dog because it got tangled up in my grandma's feet. She fell and broke her hip when she was ninety one. And so it was like the doctor's like, hey, not a great dog, not a great dog, not not a great situation. Um, however, you know, she bounced back and started ditching the walker, ditched the cane, and now she does, you know, she free free flowing again um, at ninety six. Uh, but she went and she moved with my uncle, my other uncle, uh, whose whose wife could help out a little more, right? Well, as soon as my grandma gets better, she's got like some pancreatic or some disease. That is not good. She had to have surgery and stuff. It's not my grandma's back, like carrying loads and stuff, like taking care of business, right? So there's a usefulness there. Her being part of the family, I think, keeps her young. And those end of the years, um, and as far as her costs of, of everything around her, you know, she buys people stuff and this, that, and the other. Um, but it's not, uh, you know, from a cost standpoint, if she is her own person and she outlives her husband and she has no children, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a, there's a financial cost to prepare for there. But the advanced years of life, from seventy-five to ninety-five, from eighty to ninety, um, you know, with long-term care aside, nursing care and such, um, you know, those are typically leaner years, cheaper years uh, to live. 
uh, when you have kids. So that, I mean, that's, that's a long winded way of saying that's what I was talking about. So, well, you know, you got me thinking about this. I, I was listening. Trust me. I was, I was definitely listening, but I was searching on this idea that if the study is focused on the, it seems to make it seem like an insurmountable cost of childcare. Uh, and it, it, the whole, the whole tone of the article for me was kind of, a, a discouraging towards, uh, procreation. <laughs> I, it makes me wonder about, um, at the other end, uh, as you're talking about like late life planning and financial planning, what's going on at the other end? Are those, are those costs being offset by, um, you know, multi-generational families, the way they, the way our culture, American culture takes care of their elders. Is that kind of changing over time? And um, yeah, I found a, I found a article here about uh, skilled nursing facilities versus uh, nursing homes and assisted living rather, uh, rather than nursing homes. And so it says essentially the number of nursing homes has flatlined at about 15,000 nursing homes, like traditional nursing homes for more than a decade. Um, but the number of assisted living facilities is really going up. And so I don't know, I'd have to delve into that a little more to, to really unpack it. But I think, I think there are gro growing a family and the way, the way your family spends time together, the way your money, your family makes money together or spends money together is, um, is all kind of up for, it's all up for grabs. It's all up for interpretation and, and families are different, man. A lot of families do things in, in very different ways from the way you do things. And so um, I definitely think that there's a, a savings to be had as you think, you know, as we think about, you know, my parents are, my parents are in their sixties, mid sixties and they're, uh, jet set and going to China and you know they just they just came back from a multi-week trip to China and I'm I'm stoked I'm stoked for them they went to uh they also went to Japan and they've recently been to uh just about every state in the northwest and and so they're they're living it up they're doing they're doing great traveling and having fun um and so on the financial planning side um they've got three kids, you know, one of them's a dentist, one of them's a pilot, one of them's a, a fledgling real estate investor here in Reno, Nevada. And, uh, and so, yeah, they're, they're definitely playing their cards right to have us uh, in, involved and close and, and not just the cost of having a kid, but the, the benefits of, uh, of growing connections and family and, you know, the value of those relationships in what we're able to create for each other is, uh, you know, it's the life we choose. And so I, um, I think that I, it could be argued that, uh, that is an investment, right? Not just a, not just a sunk cost <laughs> having kids early on in life. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So no, I like where you go with that. I mean, so let's, let's say it does cost $233,000, right? Um, you know, but it's not cost and it's investment. So what are you, what are you getting out of that? Um, you know, and there's, uh, you know, I, I think about, um, you know, my dad told me something once and he was given this advice when you know, he asked a guy about, uh, I mean, he was getting married to my mom and of course he was a wise 21 year old. Um, 
<laughs> my mom was like 19, right? And he's like, so he's freaking out a little bit. Um, and he's like, oh man, so what's, so we, we get any advice, you know, what, what should I expect out of marriage? And he says, the only thing I can say is it's worse and it's better. It's like, what? No, whatever you think it is, whatever you think marriage is, trust me, it's worse and it's better. So, and I think, and I think part of that goes is, you know, your $233,000 investment, what does it give you? Um, you know, it'll probably give you sorrows and pains and, um, and that wouldn't have been there before that might be worse, right? To see a kid in pain or to see, um, uh, you know, sadness in your child's eyes or, or sickness or whatever it is. Right. Um, but it also be better, right? Better to... Uh, you know, to see your kids smile for the first time or to hear them laugh or, or to see them, um, become a fledgling real estate investor in Reno, Nevada, uh, <laughs> that's paying for his own family. And it's, and it's finding financial success, success, uh, on his own and being independent, you know, it, it ends up being, being better on that same thread. So you and your brothers seem to support yourselves and aren't, uh, groveling to your parents for money every month. What is it that your parents taught you that you feel like, okay, because of this, you know, I'm, I have a sense of pride. I'm financially independent. I mean, is, is there one thing that your parents taught you about money that you feel like you can pinpoint in that regard? I would say that for my dad, it's one thing. And for my mom, it's another. Interesting. And, um, and I would say that the, the resounding principle that my dad taught me by example is that there's nothing you can't do yourself. <laughs> and what I mean is like when it was time to suck the leaves and mud out of the swampy mess out of the bottom of our boathouse slip on black Bayou, And there wasn't, that like doesn't sound Louisiana at all. Your last apparatus. sentence is like, where's he from? Louisiana. <laughs> so like, my dad noticed that there wasn't equipment built specifically for this task. So he went and borrowed our neighbor's welder and welded like a rebar, like great kind of a pencil tip shaped grade onto a heavy metal collar and just hooked it straight up to a diesel, like, I don't know, probably 300 horse pump and told me to get out in the boathouse and suck the leaves out of the bottom of the slip. So the boat had stopped dragging the bottom, which was awesome until I was underwater and the pump was so strong that it pulled a dry pack of leaves around the end of this hose uh, and stuck the hose to the bottom with my fingers intertangled in the mesh with my nose and lips about three inches underwater. <laughs> and I, I couldn't get up and I thought I was going to die. So like my dad welded that, he welded that thing himself and left me instructions when he went to work that day that he wanted all the leaves out of the boathouse by the time he got home this, with this <laughs> experimental starts. piece of equipment that I've never used before. Give it a That's whirl. Right. But it's a good principle. The principle is he welded that himself. Hey, you know. I do it to my kids. Right. I mean, my, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm like Adelson, you know, my, my oldest son, it's okay. You're old enough to tie your shoes. And I've seen you do it before. It takes about five minutes each shoe, but I've seen you do it before. 
you know, and it's like time issues. It's like, no, you got it. And he'll go to shoes. He'll go to school with his shoes untied, but I ain't tying your dang shoes. That's right. Not only have you done it, but you will continue to do it or not. Not that's that's it for me. Is dad dad? Uh, there's nothing that my dad. I'm 34 years old and listen to me. My dad could accomplish basically anything uh, to this day, and so uh, and so because of that, I haven't. I've never had a perception of any sort that there wasn't something that if I, you know, got the tools together, committed myself to it, there's, there's no task that I wouldn't uh, tackle if it seemed necessary. And then, uh, for mom, uh, for mom, I would say that she gifted me her ability to, to create relationships by giving of yourself, uh, verbally or in terms of service, or verbally. <laughs> and so like, so I, I, I gained from my mom the ability to, I mean, I, I ended up, I think I made a best friend at the bank today. You know what I mean? It's just like a, a guy that I ran into at the bank. Like I know about his kids and I, I was in line, you know, I won't name the bank because I think it's I'm pretty sure the Prince of Darkness sits at the, sits at the head of it. But <laughs> the, the, I'm in line for however long that particular organization generally takes to service a customer, whatever their standard is. And, you know, I'm out of it with an invitation to go hunt trucker with some uh, guy that's an engineer for the department of transportation in the state of Nevada. You know what I mean? And it's like, hunt what? Hunt. (laughs) What'd you say? Hunt, hunt what? Hunt trucker. It's like, apparently it's a, like a, not like a pheasant, not like a, not like a quail, but like somewhere in between, and they kind of jump and run through the sagebrush, <laughs> and you just blast them. Which like, is I don't this know. guy messing with you? Is this like skype hunting or or snipe snipe hunting, snipe hunting was a boy yeah. scout? I don't think he was. I don't think he was asking me on a boy scout date. He no, it was like. Uh, I, I just, I love talking to people, man. And I get that from my mom. So I made, I made friends with a guy who likes to hunt at the bank, and I mean, I like to shoot things. Much. I don't know if I like to shoot birds or not but we'll probably it find sounds out like pretty soon. the official trash bird of nevada is a chuck <laughs> and we're gonna go chuck on i'm thinking like rock Chucker. chuck rock chucks <laughs> you know like marmots or whatever let me, just, let me just use my nondescript uh a search engine here to, to pull you up a picture of a chucker, chucker. that uh, does yeah. not sound like the real official name a chucker oh we're gonna find out yeah, Wikipedia didn't hit any home runs on the first. Okay, there we go. I did Chucker Bird, and it came C H U K A R. The Chucker Partridge, or simply Chucker, also known as Chakur, is a Eurasian upland game bird in the pheasant family. So it's out of its. Uh, it's a uh, what, what do they call it? A non. Um... <laughs> it's an invasive invasive species. species. <laughs> it's Eurasian bird, man. Get that Chucker out of here. Go shoot up them Chuckers, man. That's invasive species right there. From the pheasant family, Fezzinande. All right, hey man, but let's uh, so let's let's tie a bow on this real quick. <laughs> it's we're talking about chuckers, <laughs> but let's uh let's tie a bow on this real quick. So if you said that, um, you know if if it's not going to cost your family two hundred thirty-three thousand dollars per kid, right? So two two more questions. One. So I think we both come to the conclusion that yeah, I'm not spending two hundred thirty thousand per kid. Um, if that's the case, 
what's the number one thing that you're going to be doing to ensure that that doesn't happen? I started cutting grass when I was 13. So, I mean, just cut them off. This this, study goes from zero to 17. Not if you cut them off at 13. That's right, baby. You know, I mean, I, cause that transportation costs, like, you know, I guess, I guess it's in there. Right. Cause I was upwardly mobile enough to, you know, have my Chevy S10 blazer and wreck it by the time I was 16, you know, and then, and then get my next S10 up right immediately. And so I think it was, I guess the parents were paying insurance. Right. But, but I th- which gets super cheap you- after you wreck a vehicle at, at 16 teaching your kids teaching your kids to to be producers you know teach your kids to uh skills that will lead towards uh towards entrepreneurial endeavors and you know gainful employment and uh life life skills that are going to bring that are going to improve their happiness and their ability to network and earn um i think those investments of time and, and, and conveyance of skills, um, do dramatically change the equation, right? Because we're not talking late, late life now. Right. I, I mean, I, I brought my parents in on an investment this year for the first, I'm super, I'm super proud of that. I, I see it as kind of a full circle thing. And so I, um, I, I, it can't, for me, it can't be overstated that this idea that investing does have it pays dividends investing in time and skill and trying to help your family to live holistically uh, it changes that equation a lot you know um I, I Janessa's parents for instance my wife's parents um we've done two or three real estate we've done three different properties with them now and i like to make jokes with her that we're the only one of her siblings, you know, she's got three sisters. I said, you know, which one of your, which one of your sisters has brought your parents in on, has done real estate deals on your parents that completely paid back for wedding and college. And, you know, like, so that, that number is running back. Right. And so I, I like to believe that uh, what goes around comes around in terms of what you're investing in, in these children's, you know, I mean, I, uh, I bought, I bought the Save Mart out of size zero diapers uh, last week, right? I bought every size zero. I'm in the back with the guy, like pawing through the stock, trying to find more size zeros, and there's none to be had. And like we're in the stock room, and he's just like, "I'm so sorry, man." So she's swimming in size ones for the next week, right? But like, I I think that that money and that care, uh, I think it comes back. I think I think it's uh, I think it's a good investment. As long as you don't, as long as you don't just intend to just camp the dollars out, you know, you don't just, you don't just phone in the lunch money and, and expect everything is going to go well at public school. Right. Like, I mean, public school, but like my dad, my dad was showing up grade six. Uh, My dad got the, he was a pharmacist at Bossier Med. He got the hospital to donate the first six IBM computers are school had ever seen you know there was colors on the and screen they all, they all, they all fit into one like you know 1500 square foot room that's right. barely <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what i mean like he he made that happen and and uh and as a result i you know i work on i i think that there's those numbers don't take into account what you were talking about at the, the other end of uh 
the other end of the equation. What what then do the what then do those children produce uh, that you raise? And, and and maybe maybe that's just beyond the scope of the article, but I don't think it's beyond the scope of this discussion. No, absolutely. But I do think that it is beyond the scope. I think of of most people, right, in society, right, because it's 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 so much easier to measure what we consume, right? And I, I feel like, um, you know, because I uh, there was somebody I was talking to, and, and every once in a while you run into somebody that um, you know is offended to see other you know children brought into the world. <laughs> Like you're breathing my air and eating my food. How dare you? Um, and it's, but it's such a, at least for me, it's such an odd way to think, right? Is that, is that somehow my child and my children? Yeah. We, so yeah, two individuals had six kids. I get it. Right. You know, you chose to have none and because you're saving the world or whatever you like is important to you. I get that, but don't, you know, what was struck me in the conversation was, it was so interesting because this person, um, lived in a world of fear in which the world in which they lived was being damaged by additional people being here. Um, but I think the investment you do make in your kids, um, I, I think it's such a flawed way of, of, of thinking because I, I don't see that. I see by the metric of what you have today, you can make that argument in which you, in which that individual believed in, Right. Um, and, and I don't deny that, right? I, yeah, by the metric you're using, that argument makes sense. But the children that I'm raising, they're going to solve your global warming problem, right? They're going to make sure that you're not left in the middle of the street when you're 90 years old uh, and that your social security still exists. My kids are going to find problems for that. Um, you know, my kids are going to... Um, you know, accomplish these things. And, and, um, you know, and, and the investment is so much more than financial. Right. Um, and I, and I think fear is so easy, not just for this individual I was talking to, but even for parents in general, um, you know, and I, I hate, I'm, I'm consumed by a, a industry where there's, there's too much fear. Right. And we're, we're encroaching upon election season and, the only thing that I get in my mail, this election mail, is all fear-based, right? And so we, we let fear drive us. And so many people are, are afraid for their kids, right? They're afraid of the, of the world and, and the crime, and especially with social media and fast news on Twitter. We think that all this stuff, you know, the likelihood of terrible things happening is so much greater now than it was before. It's actually less, right? Um, but because everything's so present to us, uh, it feels that way. And so there, there's this, this fear that seems to drive everything. Um, but I, I don't see it. I, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. And so I'm not afraid of, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of my kids being put in the world. You know, I'm, I'm excited that the world gets my kids. And, uh, and I think we put the, put the right investment in and, and, uh, even if it costs $233,000 and a lot of sweat equity, um, I think that our, our baby girls will, uh, will, will do great things. So congratulations to you, Jeffrey Lofton. Congratulations to you, Ben. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talking Benjamins. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, it would be our pleasure to be followed at Talking Benjamins one. That is at Talking Benjamins, the number one. 
Also, you can find us at TalkingBenjamins.com for show notes and our blog. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed, we highly encourage you to leave a positive comment. If you didn't enjoy, feel free not to comment. And either way, out of the goodness of your heart, text someone the link to this episode if you think they would enjoy it. Thank you again for listening. Talking Benjamins. Talking Benjamins. Talking Benjamins.